You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. It is Sherathon 2023. We have guests in studio. We're on Facebook Live, KFUO <laughs> Radio on Facebook. Uh, you can find us there. You can see what's going on in studio. You can see the back of my head because that's really exciting from the studio camera. And we have uh, we have a, a lot of great guests and fun topics to share with you during Coffee Hour Sherathon 2023. Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin for supporting The Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live uncommon there's so many things going so on in the live happening. studio at one time oh, um, that's right. if you want to see the uh, all the fun stuff going on in the studio certainly go to facebook and find kfuo radio you can see us there on facebook live and in studio with us today juliana schultz program manager for lcms youth ministry good morning juliana good morning i should also say one of the hosts of end goals yeah. youth ministry podcasts also in studio the reverend mark kiesling director of lcms youth ministry and also host of End Goals podcast. Good morning, Mark. Good morning. Thanks for having us. Thanks for coming down you to bet. studio. And uh, so this is a different studio than what you guys are usually <laughs> in. Right? Yeah, usually yeah. Record. These are, it's a different setup. And usually record in the podcast studio. So yeah. this is the live studio. Yes. Totally the same though, right? Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> totally the same. Uh, so what are some of the, the things going on in youth ministry in a non-gathering right. year. What's going on <laughs> in a non-gathering year? Because really, every year is a gathering year for right. your team, right? <laughs> yeah, there's never a, not, a year that we're not talking about the gathering. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, so we just uh, finished our March youth lead training. Uh, so that was fantastic. We had about 92 adults and young people who uh, gathered wow. together uh, to spend uh, three, three and a half days together. Um, they went through a curriculum that then they were taught how to teach and then did some leadership training fantastic um, we had so many people that we're going to open up a summer opportunity for that in July so that's wow. uh, that's exciting for us mm-hmm. um, so uh, Youth Lead's always great uh, we're getting ready for servant events mm-hmm. yeah, I've got 20 plus servant events happening this summer coming back post COVID so it's great mm-hmm. hosts across the country so mostly a week long service opportunity different contexts so excited to get that going Those will, the first one's like the end of May and then basically all through early August so it'll be a busy summer of servant events this year and then we're always updating our resource website, mm-hmm. Youth eSource, um, always putting new things on there, trying to keep people up to date, new Bible studies, new devotions, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So just because it's not a gathering year doesn't mean you guys are just like on vacation. No. No. <laughs> no. no vacation. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> but the other programs and things uh, kick in high gear the next year. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Speaking yeah. of gathering, what we've got, what, two years now until gathering? Is that... I'll take that a couple about? extra months in there too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. Two, two That's plus, fair. Two, two plus. plus years, yeah, to uh, July 2025 when we'll be in New Orleans. Yes, very yeah. exciting. Yes. I've never been too. to one in New Orleans before. Okay, so All right. First awesome. time no, there. Good. Yeah, yeah. So what what is happening in the gathering timeline now then? Sure. So now we are starting kind of putting together our next steps will be teams and then we'll be announcing our theme and like oh, logo yes. and that kind of stuff. That'll be in August. We're looking at that. So that'll be kind of our first maybe start to talk about the theology and mm-hmm. uh, scriptural focus that we'll have for the gathering. So that'll be our first big push this summer, late summer, and then really get into the planning process for us and resources will start coming out here pretty yeah, soon before we'll we know start, it. We'll start um, working with adult leaders who are planning um, at the start of next year, right? Yeah. So it's yeah. coming just in a few months. Um, but I was always impressed. I didn't realize until we got on the staff really that like we're already in full swing pretty much for this gathering, but we're already thinking about the next one as well. So um, <laughs> never right? ends. It's, it's, yeah, it's a uh, yeah, it's a, a process. that takes a lot longer than three years for sure. Oh yeah. For so sure. you're already working on 2028. Yeah, we are. 
I mean, it makes sense, but that's kind of hard, kind of hard to comprehend. Yeah, yeah. well, because you guys announce it at the next gathering, right? So you right. kind of have to know what's mm-hmm. going on. <laughs> but it's certainly there. a limitation how much we can do that far out. Yeah. But yeah. contracts, that kind of thing. Yeah, so that's a good yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of, you mentioned adult leaders and resources, and that brings me to the topic of research. I know that you mm-hmm. all have spent a lot of time doing research and on youth ministry and where we are as a church body, and mm-hmm. then also youth ministry in general, not just the LCMS, but beyond. Mm-hmm. What are from that research? What have you learned? Are some of the key strengths of LCMS youth ministry today? I think there's a, a number of things. I think one of the things we even saw this from researchers outside the LCMS who come and talk about um, our desire. I think it's two things. It's around worshiping together, mm-hmm. um, and so it's intergenerational connection around the Word of God um, in community, and obviously receiving Christ's gifts in that, and the importance of that. Um, so families together the family of God together in that way. Um, and then it's interesting. I mean, I think how we use the confirmation process that we really have this touch point where we bring young people together of the same age, um, you know, going through uh, the same time of adolescence and have that teaching time. Now, certainly there are some things we can say about that we might do differently over the years, but yet nonetheless to have that strong connection point that the church values, um, I think is another thing that we even have outside researchers say you obviously see the benefit of that, that connection you have with families is one thing that, that I've seen through that. Yeah. Our research really, I, I think we talk a lot about, uh, big youth groups and, and youth ministry and kind of this way that, um, it, in the broader conversation of youth ministry expects sort of an amount of resources or staffing or that kind of thing. And, and I love when we look at LCMS uh, youth ministries uh, on the whole, most of them are, are lay led um, by people who are just really passionate about caring for the young people in their congregation um, Mm -hmm. and who are willing to sacrifice and make time and um, who want to know how to best serve the young people in their congregation. Uh, And that a lot of the pieces that, are, are really healthy about relationship building and having it be um, highly relational, highly um, contextual to that young person um, and what they need and the questions that they're asking becomes really easy when you have eight to 10 kids in your youth group and you're really passionate about them, right? Um, and uh, engage with them and are, are actively giving them opportunities to serve and lead in the congregation. So um, there's some really cool things happening there that I think um, at least our research has helped us to kind of suss out that maybe is uh, different than what we would see in broader research on youth ministry. Mm-hmm. How have you seen all of that been useful for congregations? Because you've been working on this mm-hmm. stuff for quite a while now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> there are so many ways. Yeah, yeah. right. It's, I think um, for me, one of the things you we just talked about youth lead, right? Mm, yeah. um, and how we have adults who are bringing in small groups of young people who are um, who are ready for leadership, who are engaged, and um, they're part of a generation that is incredibly passionate mm-hmm. and is incredibly active um, and achievement orientated um, and we have adult leaders who are willing to give them the tools and set them up for success so that they can serve and lead in the congregation. So, you know, one of the things I see uh, as we talk about things like the seven practices of healthy youth ministry is more congregations recognizing the value of having young people serve and lead and helping them to learn about their vocations. I think the one thing for me to see is to help congregations and individual pastors, DCEs, lay people see the long view of youth ministry. Mm-hmm. So to be able to do research and hear the stories and to be able to hear now a young adult 
who's on their own connected to the church and say like, oh, I can look back and it was because I know my parents and my church was caring for me when I was in high school. Now, those youth leaders may never hear that <laughs> in the way that right. in the moment, yeah. but to be able to tell, tell church the story about this person can look back and see the Holy Spirit was working through you, through those relationships, taking that time to invest in them and to be able to give them the long view like this matters. And these little things, these big things as well, both go into shaping a young person for a life with Jesus. And so that was cool, I think, for us to be able to tell those stories, to have that long view, even in a mobile society, to see the Holy Spirit works through that. And you, you put that foundation and plant that seed in young people and nurture it. So that was great. I love that um, when we talk about youth ministry, and we get this this different perspective of it, right? From our perspective, um, we're kind of talking about it broadly, but being able to have congregations that take the stuff that we have in terms of resources and take it back home, and then are able to come back and say, like, hey, we talked about how all of this stuff is valuable, and now we have new creative things that we're doing or new ideas that we're bringing into youth ministry or um, ways that we're changing and impacting um, our leaders or our environment in a way that's going to better benefit young people like that's super exciting for us for the person who cares about young people in the church whether it's parent pastor dce church worker youth leader the person they don't even have to be in an official role right the person Mm -hmm. who cares about young people in the church what are they going to find when they experience end goals youth ministry podcast (laughs) (laughs) um hopefully they find helpful information um and and uh resources that as a resource for them to be able to hear and walk through some of the things that are going to impact their youth ministry So, for example, we just did a series on difficult conversations, right? And if I haven't had any additional theological training or psychological training or anything, but I want to care for young people and I know they're in these difficult circumstances, I can uh, listen to this and hopefully be better equipped to be able to have important conversations. I'm less scared to engage in those difficult conversations with my young people when those conversations come up Uh, and really hopefully be able to be a little more strategic about their youth ministry a little more intentional about their youth ministry and the ability to and the resources to be able to do that. We say often, hopefully we're asking good questions of people a lot smarter than we are. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. always and a strategy. Like, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. So to get the, get the good information out, that's uh, useful. But um, one thing I love about it is you get to hear the vast, I mean, like you said, Andy, I think the different people who are investing in youth ministry. So whether it might be someone in a formal position, it might be a parent, but also it's those people who maybe um, are just, they love young people and they get involved in helping and supporting them and how that makes an impact. Um, I think too, we always try to gear that as, as Juliana said earlier, there's a lot of great youth ministry resources that are out there, but I mean, I think there's so many times you'd listen to me like, yeah, that works if we have five dedicated staff members to senior high youth ministry. And that's often not the context. And so be able to give something that we hope is practical they can use every day in their life working with young people. And we try really hard to get people to come on the show who have a variety of contacts, mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. Um, yeah. have a different backgrounds, who are serving in different places, who are talking about different things that their youth group are dealing with different issues. So it's not just one perspective mm-hmm. constantly. You're not going to hear Mark and I talk very often. Mm-hmm. It's It's been a while mm-hmm. since we've done an episode that's just the two of us. Mm-hmm. Most of the time we're bringing on somebody who's got some experience, some practice, some uh, specific viewpoint that they're going to be able to bring on and share about how that works for them in their youth ministry. But when you do share, when it is you and Mark sharing something, it is something very valuable because it it was from personal experience. Mm -hmm. Both of you have a a, a wealth of experience in youth ministry. So uh, don't... Don't cut yourself short. Don't sell yourself <laughs> right, short. I, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's we've been doing it now for uh, for wow. over three years, right. 
right? Um, and we've done over 100 episodes. Mm-hmm. And I, I, even Mark and I, uh, you know, would run out of wisdom after about, <laughs> I don't know, maybe six or seven episodes, <laughs> right? right? Um, so it's been great. We've been so blessed to have uh, so many fantastic people come and join us. Very good. End Goals Youth Ministry Podcast. You can find it at KFUO.org. You can find it on the KFUO radio app. You can find it anywhere you get podcasts. Uh, go search for the End Goals Podcast, whether it's at KFUO.org or anywhere. Great resource. Dropping episodes pretty regularly, what, every other week? Is that right? Every other week. Mm-hmm. Every other week. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find it there. It's a great resource. Any special plans for summer? What's coming with End Goals? Uh, we're going to be doing a new reboot of our um, starter pack, right? So uh-huh. uh, if you just started doing youth ministry or you know somebody who just got elected to a board and is panicking, <laughs> don't know what they want to do, uh, we're going to do another set of, of resources to be able to kind of just give you a, a fresh start to be able to know kind of where, what direction to head at that point. So. And do a little bit of series on apologetics as yeah. well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. very exciting. Wow. Yeah. Be good. How exciting. End Goals Youth Ministry Podcast. You can find it at KFUO.org and anywhere you get podcasts. Great resource. Our guest today, Juliana Schultz and the Reverend Mark Kiesling from LCMS Youth Ministry. Thank you both for being here today and being a part of KFUO Shareathon. Thanks Our for pleasure. having us. If you appreciate resources like this, like End Goals Podcast and many other podcasts that KFUO shares with you each day, you can support KFUO today by calling 1 800 730 2727 or 314-821-0800. That's 314-821-0850 to make your gift today. More Coffee Hour on Shareathon in just a moment. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth.